1: This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast.
0: Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human skull. this is odorous from war. We're going through that at Pure Factory. This is George from under Fisher. This is Jasmine Double Drop. This is Wade from our last Enemy. Magnificent is Mike Smith from He is at Wednesday 13th. This, this is Mike from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary from Simple Tour. You're listening to Ever Black Podcast.
1: All right, before we go into this episode, we just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the brutal occult clothing brand Electric Witch, who have amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the EverBlack podcast through Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and Facebook and check out all our articles at everblackmedia.com. All right, on with the show. Uh, Reina, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. How's everything going over there in uh, your part of the world?
0: Well,
2: we were already doing really well with, with the COVID thing. And um, then summer came and obviously we live in the land of darkness. So summer is a very meaningful time of the year, the two or three months that we get some sunlight that people are eager to go and do things. And they certainly did. And now the second wave is also hitting us. So I am expecting more restrictions to come and um, just it's, it's probably not possible to do the entire sort of quit everything, lock everything down sort of response that we did in the spring that worked well, but now we're going to have to like work around it somehow. And now the mask discussion has started here. I think there's now a recommendation to wear a mask in public transportation, and stuff, which we did not have like a week ago.
1: Oh man, uh, have you guys been jamming through through any of this? Like uh,
2: what? What jamming?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, like, like a band. Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you guys been like catching up through everything? Uh,
2: we are. We are like in completely different parts of Finland. <laughs>
1: oh wow! So okay. so like,
2: yeah, we don't. We don't like get to practice like randomly or go jam randomly It's like we always have like an entire weekend that's dedicated for band practice that we do and it's like we have the practice then goes on for like 10 like 8 to 10 hours i would say obviously we have a break in between but we play for like a full working day at least like saturday sunday and then you know we split and go back to our town so we we work a lot remotely but unfortunately no jamming
1: (laughs) oh man that's a real bummer that's a bummer.
2: Yeah, but it's, yeah it, it sort of is, but we're, we're used to it. And like in a way, the COVID situation has given us some more like time and space in our personal lives to mm. put more effort into this. We've been working on new songs during this time. So definitely not a huge bummer and not a waste, even if we do it remotely, but it's just how it's been for so long that nothing really changed.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, of course, uh, we're talking about your band, uh, Selentium. Is that how you pronounce it? You guys pronounce it that way? Selentium, I got it right. Okay. Well, uh, you're about to release your very long-awaited sixth studio album, Motiva, on August 28th, which is amazing. I've been cranking it over the last week. Uh, Thank you. Just up to speed in between, I mean, your last album, Amortian? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. My, my Australian, anything that comes out of my mouth in Australian, the translation it always ends up like it's like a backwards record. So I'm sorry for butchering <laughs> any of your band titles or anything like that. So I'll try that again. But, um you know, what's what's been happening in between that time?
2: Life has been happening in between that time. Definitely, we we have been in the creative process throughout that time as well. It's not like we ever contemplated calling it quits or like in any deliberate way said that hey let's you know sit on this for a 10 year period we never did that we were writing songs we played gigs here and there um even even like the special show that we did when we were sort of celebrating our 20th year as a band and um yeah we had some kids we had work stuff and and then slowly just you know still kept working on the songs but now now the time is right to sort of uh, immerse ourselves into this more than we've been able to in the past years the album has been ready for like a year there's been like more delays on getting it out there and so on so we you know we are super stoked to get it out there and want to concentrate on this release but like creatively we have had time to take that little break and and sort of start already working on new stuff so i'm pretty sure the next one will come sooner than after a decade so
1: you mean new new stuff already like another follow-up album
2: yeah but like it's not like we're recording it but we're working on new songs Ah. i think there's like six songs already in the works so this is just like to (laughs) try try at least to convince some people that yeah this is this is going to be worthwhile if you get into this bad you will get more new stuff sooner (laughs) than in 2032 you know
1: Exciting times for you guys though I mean You know When When did the exact Point start for Matiba Like How long ago Did the writing process start
2: Well For instance The song Tide Sami has been working on it Already 10 years ago I think he started working on it Quite quickly After Amorten Was Was released Hmm. And then some of the songs Are much more recent Compositions and, And productions And so on But Um it's been throughout this entire time. We have been working on it. There was, there was a time when we did like a free song demo of it. Uh, of, of I think it had Unchained Truth and Safer Easier, if I'm not mistaken, on that demo to sort of try and look for a label to maybe cough up the money up front <laughs> to do the album. But that didn't happen, so we did everything ourselves. But yeah, we've already like played some of the songs live. Throughout these years At least those three that I just mentioned But then like Vow is, is fairly new Vortex is one of the newer songs And so on And But yeah that, That's kind of what happened Did
1: they change much From when you were playing them live? Did any of those songs no. uh, You know you went back to I'm fine that at the moment Where I've actually had to go back To the drawing board with a song Because I've been playing it live for so long And then we are to record it And went this is yeah not translating. I need to
2: right.
1: mix it up. Anything like that. Isn't
2: happen? that Yeah, and isn't that a point though? Because something can really work live and then not record it. And the other way around as well, you know, that you can it can sound great on the album and then you play it live and people go to get beer. You know, <laughs> that you, you never know and no. it's it's a weird balance to try and find. Uh, definitely they're like the same songs, but some changes did obviously and and like you know some structural changes there were like vocally some things that I I realized that nah this is not the way to do it and have the chance to sort of like spin it around and get like a complete different approach to some stuff and and that is like one of the really good things that came out of this long pause is the time and space we had to work on this stuff and sort of come up with the best possible outcomes and, and versions of what we were doing. So it's not
1: all bad, yeah. And and the thing about them is as well, they're not just your standard four-four, you know, rock songs. They're so complex and all the orchestral stuff going on. You know, I, I could imagine it's just a lot goes into the background of these things. I just don't know how you guys do It's Incredible. This is,
2: this is all all the credit goes to Sami Booman and Juha Lehtioksa and even more to Sami who who handles all the orchestrations and and most of the song arrangements even if the song is originally written by Juha Sami will all, always have like a huge impact on it in the form of of like doing the orchestrations and that is very much at the core and essence of silentium are the layers are the complexity and the the just you know, at the first listen, you don't really understand how much stuff is in there, you know, and all of that stuff is there for a reason, you know, and, and now we've managed to sort of achieve this super robust, big sound to the album that still has like this organic spice to it, if that makes any sense, that it's not like over polished, you know, that it's it still has like this rawness in it as well, you know. I,
1: I totally get that. And, and nothing about the album as well. It seems like it's a very personal album.
2: Yeah,
1: Lyrically, you know, uh, wh- where's that coming from? If you don't mind me asking.
2: Uh, one word answer would be uh, depression. Like a, a lot of the things that I write either deal with me dealing with depression yeah. or they are just like derived from that state where, like, you know, at least for me, depression equals like completely losing uh, contact and grasp of people and the world. Everything seems incomprehensible, and just you, you feel like an alien. You know that you have no contact, no no way of connecting with the world or the people in it. So from that feeling, sort of stems my need to study people and understand their choices, their words, their Actions and so on and that is actually what the album title Motiva refers to like all the songs basically deal somehow with like these driving forces in People's lives and, and they're like why they do the things they do whether they're good or bad You know, and and that's that's where it where it comes from. It just compels me to try and understand the world and people
1: I Think a lot of people are gonna grasp onto that and you're probably gonna hear from people and how that's helped people as well. I think it's, you know, I hope it's so. a brave thing to do. This is,
2: this is like my, my biggest wish in, in like making music and being that open. Because obviously you do make yourself very vulnerable by Absolutely. just spilling your guts like that. And there are still people in this world who think depression can be cured by just like getting a grip. You know? And that's just not how it works at all. So because I have these channels at my use to sort of uh, bring this subject forth and, and discuss it and, and like just share my experiences, I feel like it's my responsibility to do so. Because if there's any way I can help any other person or at least try to lift the stigma of this disease, then it's definitely my job to do it. And I'm happy to do it no matter what the price is for me. I actually did like an interview in the biggest – Newspaper in Finland. It was in no way music related, but just my my doctor asked me to do a a, an article that had to do with the importance of therapy in the treatment of depression and I promised to do it and after the phone call I was like Shit, what did I just get myself into? I had like this major panic attack was just rolling on the kitchen floor for like 30 minutes hyperventilating but was just like okay now just get a backbone moment like this is a huge opportunity and you owe it to everybody else who struggles with this but clearly the prize after that story came out i was unemployable for two years i could not get a job you know
1: oh man you know what you're, <laughs> but, you're a brave person absolutely i i here's Thank to be you. my friend because it you know it does Thank take you. a lot I, I understand you know someone you know it deals with it as well. I totally understand. And, you know, I, I definitely know people out there that don't have that musical outlet. You know what I mean? Right. Like, at least we've got that channel to to put it in a creative space where there's some right. people that deal in, in the wrong way. And that's why I think it is a good thing when people like yourselves are out there, um, you know, as difficult as it can be for yourself, like uh, being a bit of a shining light for those people through music. So, Yeah.
2: Thank you so much. That, that is such a lovely thing to say. And um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's hard because I, I really want to help people. Yes. And I feel very, like, whenever I hear that somebody struggles with the same problems, like, my first instinct is to say, like, what can I do for you? Like, let's talk. I can be here for you. And then it's like there's thousands of people <laughs> who <laughs> struggle. Like, it, it, it's just, yeah. like, my you know, in my, like, bubble, you know, that are, like, close to me, and it, it's it's also, like, heartbreaking that you can't be there for everybody, but I hope the music does it, and at least through the music, I can be there, you know.
1: Absolutely, 100%. I, I believe it will be, too, and, you know, uh, it, it feels like this album's also a little bit more mellow in, in a lot of parts, too, compared to... To the previous stuff I mean But saying that It's definitely got It's like heavy moments Like Vortex You mentioned, mentioned before I love that track yeah. And like Huge like, It takes you by surprise That's the thing about that song yeah. Okay You know It's a nice little And then Bam Slaps you upside the head It's real You know uh, And Yeah and, You know whose, whose decision was that To sort of um, You know Maybe have a little bit Of those shades More on this album
2: Uh I think it's, it's about the, like just the maturity of the band. And like, it's always been in this, in Silentium's music, it's always been like, you know, that you want to go from one end to the other and you want to like evoke all the emotions and be sensitive and then just be arrogant at the next moment. and And, and so it's, I don't think it's like something new per se, but that song definitely does go on a roller coaster ride of, of dynamics and, and right. stuff. And, and I think that is Sami's choice. And that is, I think, what Sami really excels in is, is going from the subtle to the grandiose and just doing it in a way that is streamlined and doesn't sound like fake or, or like, how, how could I put it? That it doesn't sound like it was made. It sounds like it happens, you know, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. natural. It's very natural, but it takes you by surprise. At the same time, you're like, Oh, okay, here we go. Okay, now, now we're going down that hill." And it, uh, right. Yeah, it's it's good. Fun. Yeah. Who's who's the male vocalist in that? That song? is
2: Tony Krykkanen. Yeah, Tony Krykkanen, who is from Uvascula. We call him the Mike Patton of Uvascula. He he um he actually did like three versions of the vocals, I think, of which like you know that one was even even like uh, heavier and one was like subtler. And I think we picked the middle one then <laughs> as the perfect one. And he's, he's really, really, really great. And um, I think you can hear him in his band Red Eleven as well.
1: Do you play with those guys a lot over there? Well,
2: usually when, when it happens to you. Or with my guys or, or the Red Eleven guys. Oh no, we've never had a gig together with them. But like Finland is a small country and Uvascula is, is not a tiny city, but, you know, on, on the smaller side, I guess. And then you have the music circles, and they're tiny. People know each other, you know. Like, you know, this is the place where we're from, Sankoski, is, is a tiny, tiny town. I think it's like 5,000 people wow. live there or something. But still has, like, a very vivid um, musical circle or, or, like, culture going on there. So... When I lived there, and this is like 15, 20 years ago or something like that, there was like this running joke of like, if eight bands from Jan Zangoski go play a gig together, they only need two cars. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same people. And that sort of applies even to like the entirety of the metal scene at some level here in Finland. Because small country, small circles, odds are somebody knows somebody knows somebody is like, what is it, Seven Steps to Kim and Bacon kind of thing that at some point there's going to be mutual uh, acquaintances and, and people just find projects like that like that as well.
1: And only three drummers.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is so hard to find a good drummer. They're always taking <laughs> Sorry, too many projects. Can't
1: take up for another one. They do, they do, they definitely do. Um, you know, another thing uh, I want to ask you. Of course, I mean, you're a phenomenal vocalist, and oh, yeah, you. and I, I love your voice. W- where did that kick off for you? Where Where did that start? Where Where was your musical journey? Where was that moment for you where you went? I I want to do this.
2: I have loved singing since I was a toddler. You know, it's weird, like non, no people in my family, not like you know, the close family or the extended family are in any way artistically inclined or talented or have any sorts of like projects like this. But for me it was it was clear from like day one that this is this is what I want to do. But I guess like when when I knew that
0: this this is what planning on traveling this summer? when it really, really
2: clicked. I remember this uh, lesson, like in Finland, I don't know how it is in, in other countries, but we have music lessons in school where the entire class will play an instrument, blah, blah, blah. And I think I was like 13 years old, so that's the seventh grade here, and we had a lesson, and I can't remember what the song was. I think it may have been Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin that we were trying to play on guitar the teacher wasn't great. He wasn't really teaching. I still don't know how to play the guitar, but I was like, I love that. That song. I had that. That was the first time I was encountered with that song. Obviously, and it's like, it seems like such a banal thing now. Like the song that is is just everybody knows it and so on. But at that point, the impact was huge, just huge. And I remember singing it, and for the first time, I had the vibrato in my voice. And I like, because it, it just and it, it wasn't like I tried to do it it just happened and something just really clicked at that point and I just went into the song went into the singing in a completely different way that I had done before that I was just in the song I was the song I wasn't thinking that the sound was just coming out and from that moment onwards singing has become you know and and my voice has become like this, this tool, this this essence of me that can release and deliver things that I like verbally cannot do. If, again, I don't know if this makes any sense or oh, it's just not a random 100%, 100% makes sense. <laughs> But but that's it. I would say that's probably it. But I did sing throughout my childhood and yeah.
1: Goosebumps. I love it. I love stories like that. They're my favourite. Yeah. That moment, nice. like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like when Peter Parker finds it, you know, he's, he he's gets his powers. It's that moment, yeah. that magic moment. Right. I love it.
2: Yeah, it definitely did happen. And I, I think the, the broader, it, it is like a magical tool or like, you know, because it gives you like this uh, way of, of conveying like these really sensitive notes and these like, you know, it gives you more range in what you can do not saying that if you don't sing with a vibrato it's somehow worse. It's not, you know, yeah. different kinds of music, different kinds of vocals, every, everything has its place and its purpose. But for this, for me, it was meaningful.
1: Oh man, I, I totally get that. And of course, I mean, you've obviously played thousands of shows and toured and, and all that. Have you met many of your heroes, your vocal heroes along the way? Who's, who's had the most impact on you where you've sort of been like starstruck? <laughs>
2: This is, okay, I haven't met a lot of my heroes, but I have met one. And that was Arian Lucasen from from Arion. you know, it's Project Arian. He's originally from Golden Earrings, the really old 80s band, yes. like Radar Love and all of that. But then he had this Arion project where he always has, like, these um, singers come and do different bit, always different singers, and a lot of singers per album. And he had this album, Human Equation, that – didn't really stand to the test of time, I guess, to the point, but there was a point in my life when that was the biggest thing for me. And we played, uh, we supported um, them and, and I think Stream of Passion, was were they playing? But I met Arjen Lukasen in Helsinki at Nostri when it was still around, now that you know, the building has been demolished. but. <laughs> I, I usually don't get like starstruck because everybody takes a dump so you know why <laughs> but you know but this guy this guy was because the album was so huge for me and i met him and i just went like <laughs> i couldn't I, I just went into this super fan mode and couldn't like express myself in any other way that, and this is like an actual quote of what happened i meet him like hi i'm Rina. you like cats I like cats, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I said, and he's like, yeah, cool, it shows me like pictures on his phone of his neighbor's cat or something, I'm like, yay, and then the second thing that I managed to utter at my hero was like, you have piercing eyes, <laughs> <laughs> that was it, oh my god, the humiliation, like, even but that years happens- later, oh my god, <laughs>
1: That's that's awesome. I mean, but that's I, I've that's happened to me like twenty times. It's yeah. it <laughs> you get that. You're like yeah, and then it hits you. It, it just you get that right. sudden moment where you go, oh, you're that person, <laughs> and then you're like, right. Oh, you gotta reel it back. Yeah. in. But it's so hard to I know. But that's amazing. That's such a good story. I love it. <laughs> He's a good dude. Too. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have
2: you ever been to Australia? I have not, but I would love to. I would love to so much, because it's like one of my dream countries to go to. It's First of all, it's a place where everything wants to kill you in nature, so that's, I like the challenge, you know? What is this little cutie? Ah, dead, you know? But, (laughs) but also, because, and this might be an illusion, but like, one of my favorite TV shows is MasterChef Australia, because, Yeah, I love food and I like nice people and everybody's so nice to each other, you know, And that show. It's completely different from the American and British and whatever versions of like, I'm not here to make friends. Give me the pasta and I'll just win this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's so different, the Australian version where everybody's friends and nice and even the critique is like constructive and not like, I'm just going to smash this stupid plate because your food is shit, you know so yeah I, I really want to come there and well, come see what the bobby culture is actually what it's like painted out to be uh
1: not everything can kill you i think we're pretty nice people tell us that like the show like everyone's pretty pretty easy going i yeah. think that's what we're we're compared to canadians sometimes but uh not <laughs> everything can kill you it just depends where you are you can if you right. these east coast or whatever like uh and stay out of certain areas,
2: you'll be fine. No, just... <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah what was that movie? That uh, Wolf Creek, right?
1: Ah, uh, that even scares <laughs> me. Now I'll tell you something about that. There are actually people there's people like that. I don't mean like don't... the serial killer thing, but the, the intimidating that Mick kind of person. I've met a few right. of them in my time and you're just like, nah. Yeah. And the voice, the low voice.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's like, you know, the areas that I should stay away from then, you know. Yeah. Not-
1: yeah, the outback, out out outback. Right. But, um he's actually really nice John Jarrett. He's actually a really nice guy. He does the cons around here, like the conventions. So uh Right. On screen he's he's Mick. But he's medium. Right. he's a reasonable bloke, you know, you could have a beer with him and he won't stab you. Right. Yeah.
2: You um, it. Just don't stab me. No,
1: no, it's more the animals like brown snakes, and and, and right, yeah, we, we get a few of those out where I live here, but um,
2: yeah, and I was referring to the animals when I said everything wants to kill you. I did not mean people, and no those are just looking forward to stabbing me. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 just stay away from the airbag.
1: Um, but I, I think uh, also we, I, w- I would love to go over there. Like that's my dream. Maybe we could just, mm. tag, when everything goes back to normal, we'll just tag out the airport. But um, I would like, lo- do you have advice for bands that want to come over there and, and tour? Like young bands that haven't been to Finland before. What what advice would you give them?
2: Um. Come in the spring, summer, or early fall to avoid the shock of of just wet darkness and horrible existence. You know, weather-wise, yeah, that's like you know when you when you want to be here. But also, just um, play the major cities, um, play some smaller festivals because that's where the magic really happens. You know, there are. few really really good ones that are you know they they just won't take more than a few thousand people in and usually those are the best ones to play so try to aim for those
1: that's awesome because one day i'll do it have you ever been to like uh i I don't know how far away everything is you know what i mean um (laughs) you know do do you yourself make it out to the big big festivals like uh varken and and you know and Hellfest. No.
2: I've, I've never actually been to a festival outside of Finland or okay. like if I have been playing on a festival I've been to those but I've never like you know just gone to a festival as, as a person you know to, to go and check out what happens and I, I'm a, like a, I also have the problems with the anxiety and so on so like huge crowds are not the best place for me to be. And especially, like, you know, it's a little scary for me to, for instance, go to Bakken and not, not be able to leave, you know, go to a safe space, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know it's different, like, here in Finland, even if I did decide to leave a festival that I'm just, like, as a guest in, I could still get home in a few hours if I decided to do so. But if I'm abroad, it becomes more difficult. But that doesn't mean, like, I don't enjoy the crowds when I'm on stage. But if I'm in the middle of one, it's a little different, you know, if you know what I mean. I
1: I get that too. I understand that.
2: Sometimes I'm fine with it, but I'm just really, really sensitive to like energies. I'm sorry I'm a weird hippie, but like what the vibe is in the situation, in the crowd will just penetrate me completely. And if it's good, then yay, great. I don't mind being surrounded by 500 or 5,000 people. But if, if there's some sort of like negative vibration going on, then, then I will get scared and, and get symptoms very quickly.
1: I get that 100%. Absolutely.
2: Uh, it, talking of
1: fe- I mean, festivals over there, I mean, what's what's the one you've played where uh, you've been most proud of? What's the show, one show you've done where you've just walked away and gone that was uh, everything?
2: This, this is an interesting question because the answer is so weird. I think we, we played. When, when seducia came out, we played in Geiselwing, when, or Geiselwing in, in Germany. There was a metal festival that had, was there, Therapy was there, like really big names, and the festival completely flopped. There was like no people there, really big bands, but just wow. like handfuls of people watching them. Apparently there was a another festival not far from there that was like then organized at the same time and it just sucked all the audience out of there but it was still like one of the best gigs we've ever ever played I think like you know uh, uh, we were like some sort of indoor stage but it was still like really big the venue we had maybe I'd say 20 to 30 people watching that gig and we just rocked so hard I remember like we had so much fun playing the sound engineer guy was absolutely amazing like the sound on stage was so good and this also has like huge effects on obviously how you can perform whether you have to scream out your your voice in the first two or three songs or whether you can just like enjoy yourself while you're doing it and not like can i hear this can i hear that you know and all of those people every single one of those people that was on that gig came and commented on some of our platforms like wow we saw you there and it was amazing and we're like blah, blah. so i'm like super proud because it, it also uh is a testament to our sort of um philosophy in playing that it doesn't matter whether it's for 20 people or 2,000 people we're, we're still going to put our everything into it we still want you if it's just two people i want you two to have the best time of your entire life because you want to spend two hours or an hour and a half of your life uh, at our gig. So I'm going to make it worthwhile. And that's something that we, I think all of us remember that
1: one. I, I'm, I, I agree with that, that, uh that way of thinking too, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, you probably see you see bands and, and they, they go and then if it's not, they're, they're not viming it, you know, and they just go, eh, and they just go through the motions. Right. Yeah, you can tell, but man, yeah, doesn't matter how many people, man, get up there and like, throw down hard and people will go and tell their friends and their friends, friends, man, like that was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Way to do it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I completely agree and and believe that that is true. And, and even if they don't tell their friends, I don't care. If if they just take that home and like 10 years from that time, they're like, yeah, that one time, yeah, that then, you know, then I've done my job and we've done our job and, and it's a success then, you know?
1: Damn right. Damn right. Uh, in Saying that, I mean, release day coming up a week from today. What yeah. You, uh, what are you going to do? What, what's, well, when this goes up, it'll be a few days, you know, time travel. But what what you got? Yeah. Have you, you and the guys, you know, you're going to Zoom or you're going to, you know, have a couple of cold ones or uh, what, what's going to happen? How are you going to celebrate it?
2: I, I think we're going to try and celebrate a little next Wednesday when we're playing that gig because that's when we're going to be in the same place. And, and just can like, uh, I'm sorry, I've done so many of these, maybe I didn't mention it to you, but we, we are playing like this special guest um, slot next, next Wednesday. It's cool, probably going to be the closest, can, yeah, probably the closest we can get to like a release show in this situation because our all of our tour plans have obviously been yeah. thrown in the trap by Cosmos, so <laughs> so we're gonna see each other next Wednesday so I'm, I'm pretty sure that's when we're gonna exchange some high fives and, and have a couple of brewskis but then uh, Friday when it actually comes out I have reserved a proper restaurant dinner like three months ago already like this like I don't care how much it costs but I'm drinking and eating fancy with my friend I know who runs um, Raven management so um, that's, I'm really looking forward to that because it's been a while. This is I'm a, I'm a huge foodie that like, makes me so happy and I have this neurotic <laughs> relationship with it. So that's, that's how I'm going to celebrate the album.
1: Damn right. I'll be thinking about you when you're doing it too. Cause it's, yes.
2: it's a great thing to
1: say. T- hey, like what's, what's, what are you looking forward to having at the restaurant? What's, what's on the menu?
2: Uh, I'm going to have like this, like nine course taster menu with, with all the wines <laughs> like, excuse my fancy ass but like I, I love doing that stuff like I'm, I live in this crappy like rental apartment don't own a car always wear old clothes from my friends and only buy from sales of sales of sales but then have no problem spending hundreds of euros on the dinner because that's that's living you know that's experiences right.
1: That that's right a wise speak. man once said or oh, woman i can't remember who it was it was some uh, buddha or someone they said treat yourself
2: treat yourself exactly right. it
1: was one of sure uh, the wise people
2: absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah yourself. self-care nobody else is going to take care of your well-being you are so. that's right all the
1: wines and all the tea oh, yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> sponsored totally. by teas, but hey guys, like I do like this beer, it's not too bad. I'll send you one somehow, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> oh please, that would be amazing. <laughs> I also have this thing that I always do at the end with the dessert, I always have to have green tea and amaretto, you know, this, know, this like um, Italian liqueur that is made out of sour almonds. I don't know if sour is the word, but the bitter almonds, not sour, bitter almonds. And it's this very distinct taste. And I always need to have that at the end of a fancy dinner or any dinner.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey man. We'll,
2: we'll have that When you come to Finland or when I make it to Australia, then this is a date. Yeah.
1: Well, you'll have to come down because down here, it's going to be beers and barbecue. Like that's the way we do things <laughs> down here. It's a, you yeah. know, it's yeah. I Absolutely. Beer. It's going to happen. Once it's all over, hopefully. But uh, in the meantime, Rena, it has been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you today. Uh, the new Selentium album comes out. It's Mativa. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up here. I think i have drink half of this thing. Let me start that again. Uh, the new Selentium album, Mativa, is out this week on August 28th. Uh, I'll have all the links here, as I always say. Uh, until then, my friend, enjoy the week ahead and all the best to you and the boys. Uh Stay heavy, turn it up.
2: Thank you so much. This was an absolute pleasure and I'm looking forward to both seeing you in person and hopefully having another chat sometime soon.
1: I'm down for it. Thank you, pal. It's been good. Do Friday. You <laughs> <Me> do.
0: <laughs> Planning on traveling this summer?